This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the show. My name is Adam Ritz. Jay Baker on the phone. Hello, Jay. How are you? Hey, I am doing great, Adam. I hope you are too. I've got some uh, fantastic information that might save your life. We're talking about public affairs and uh, community service-minded issues, and I want to talk about kitchen safety uh, right off the top. A study finds that 35,450 American men injure themselves each year while cooking. 35,000 American men injure themselves in the kitchen cooking. Have you ever hurt yourself cooking? I have. Uh, thankfully, they were minor injuries. <laughs> no, I, I forgot that you are a chef. I mean, you've worked uh, in that industry. Uh, so I'm not talking about getting hurt in a commercial kitchen. I'm talking about just in your own kitchen. You have hurt yourself, huh? In my own kitchen, you know, the occasional thing, you forget something's that hot. You accidentally grab it or brush up against it. Uh, things of that nature. Thankfully, nothing really severe because, as you know, you can really hurt yourself badly in a kitchen. You know, I'm reminded of the famous skit with Dan Aykroyd where he is playing Julia Childs and cuts his finger. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm beginning to feel a little lightheaded now. Uh, no, I've never oh. had an injury like that. Uh, just some... Minor, I guess, burns reaching in for a frozen pizza and touching the side of the inside of the oven. Um, I guess I probably wouldn't even um, count in the study based on the time I spend in the kitchen. I wouldn't say I'm a big cook. So uh, if you do cook a lot, I mean, your your chances go up. They're higher that you're going to get hurt. Uh, but yeah, 35,000 men. Uh, American men injure themselves each year <laughs> while cooking. Just something to keep in mind as we uh, move right. forward through these public affairs. Gentlemen, uh, stay safe in the kitchen. Uh, here's uh, something from the category of finances. This could help you in your uh, on your financial portfolio. What color car gets the most money at resale? If you're trying to sell your used car or get a trade-in, uh, what color car gets the most resale boy if i if i had to guess i would say either silver or gray you know it's funny i my initial answer was also silver and according to this study that's not even on the list wow their uh their top colors in order white red burgundy and blue get the highest resale which stuns me because i've I've never liked a red car. And I don't know if it's just because my dad, when I was a kid, he uh, he ingrained this in my mind that you never want to drive a red car because it calls attention to yourself. So if you happen to um, perform what they call a California stop, <laughs> <laughs> yes. or you just mildly sort of roll through the stop sign, uh, if you're in a red car, the police officer is going to be like, oh, this guy's going to jail. 
<laughs> so I've, n- I've never wanted a red car because I don't want to call attention to myself. Not that I perform California stops, but you never know when you're in a hurry or you're late to work. <laughs> right. No, you raise a good point. And I guess so what this is saying is then if you buy a car, you should buy a car that has good resale value because you, you don't want to lose out. Well, if you're buying it, you want the lowest price. So what you'd want to do well, is yeah. buy, you're going to want to buy a gold or a brown car because those have ah. the worst resale. So if you're looking to save some money and you really want that red car, maybe you can get the same model in gold or brown. <laughs> yeah. And it is funny how there's certain colors. I'm sure you've noticed when you drive around, there are certain car companies that are known for certain colors. Uh, famously, Jeep came out with a bunch of colors that were very much almost like candy colors like you'd see on a tootsie pop mm-hmm. uh with blues and uh oranges and things like that so uh, yeah I, I guess i had never really thought about that that resale values would be a certain thing so i guess what i was alluding to if you're going to buy a car that you're going to resale later and eh, then you might want to get a popular color Yes, if you if you yourself are going to resale, resell the resale that you just bought, you want to go with white, red, burgundy, or blue. If you're if you're wanting to drive a car for a little bit, drive it into the dirt until it dies, and you want a good deal, you want a gold or brown car. You want gold or brown. Now, here's of interest: I have a black uh, colored car, and I'd always thought, well, black is pretty popular because this particular type of car. I'd say probably about 60% of them uh, that I encounter on the road are black. So I don't know if that was like just a popular color for this particular manufacturer. I I don't know, but I would have thought black was a popular color, but now I know uh, it's not even on the list. It didn't make the list. So no, you, you might, you might want to just keep that one. Don't sell it. Uh, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> a survey found the most popular vegetable in America is corn, uh, but here's the most surprising result of the study. And I still can't believe this. I'm going to have to Google this and find out if it's true. Um, a staggering number of adults haven't eaten a vegetable in their entire life. According wow. to this study, one in four, one in four adults say they've never actually eaten a vegetable ever. Is that even possible? I don't know how you, I don't know how that, I mean, you just drive through burger. Sure. There's some, there's a pickle or or some lettuce or you just accidentally fall down in a field and ingest something (laughs) green. There has, that has, I'm not even sure that that's possible because as you said, a pickle or a piece of lettuce for crying out loud. I mean, 25% of adults have never eaten a vegetable in their life? Could that be true? <laughs> wow. What a statistic. Uh, so I guess, you know, in the category of nutrition, uh, <laughs> let's just take a second and talk about how important it is uh, to get the food groups, uh, you know, as part of your daily life. Vegetables, fruit, I mean, all of it. All of it matters. I don't know how you could be an adult and say you've never eaten a vegetable ever in your life. I don't know what your life expectancy is if you've never eaten a vegetable. You're setting a pretty poor example for your loved ones as well. So you're right. It seems counterintuitive to health. And and ironically, 
uh, with this, uh, you know, with many people sheltering in place, eating healthier food has increased. Remember, we had a story on that yeah. not too long ago. What's your favorite vegetable? Oh, my absolute favorite vegetable of all time has to be avocados, beans, and I, I'm a sucker for corn. Uh, there's there's two or three different corn things that we get. You heat up, and it's like, oh, it's so good. I know corn is not the healthiest one because it's a little starchy. It's a little sweet, but that's that's my favorite. I'm uh, guessing since you are a, a chef and you just mentioned uh, avocados, corn, and beans, I bet you could make a killer dip, southwestern dip, Mexican dip. Oh, yes, yes. And this is tailgate season, even though we can't go to the tailgate. But, yes, you, you do make tailgate-oriented foods for your football home viewing. Well, that's my, my favorite vegetable is southwestern Mexican dip. <laughs> Well, I will have to make some when we can actually do this show in person. I look forward to that. This is the Adam Rich Show. We are underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio software company uh, presenting audio experiences in retail locations across the country. It's in-store music with voiceover messaging and voiceover advertising and voiceover marketing messages between the songs inside stores that you frequently uh, visit. So if you want to check them out, you can. At vibonomics.com. We've got a link to them on our website, adamritzshow.com. All right, Jay Baker, what's happening in your world? Well, it, uh, it's been an event-filled week here, as it tends to be with COVID. We'll touch on some sports issues that kind of cropped up this week. But a sidebar note in the pop culture world, uh, guitarist Eddie Van Halen passed away this week at the age of 65. And I know, Adam, that you were a very big Van Halen fan. Yeah, that one uh, that one stung a little. Um, I, I think about some pop culture icons uh, in my life and when they passed and um, what it meant. Uh, I remember when John, Ca- John Candy passed away, John Belushi, I mean, uh, Chris Farley. Uh, it's, it's certainly sad. And then you add uh, Eddie Van Halen. And, you know, I knew he was having problems with cancer, but... Uh, I guess he kept fairly private about it, and uh, much like um, Chadwick Boseman, um, the star of Black Panther, who passed away recently, I, I didn't have any idea how severe the cancer actually was until the day I heard that they passed away. Um, yes. And Eddie Van Halen, I mean, I, I was born in 1970, so, you know, I'm 11, 12 years old when I discover Van Halen in 81, 82, um, then I'm in, you know, I'm 14 years old in 1984 when that, um, album was released 1984 with the angel on the front, smoking a cigarette with jump mm-hmm. Panama. I mean, those were enormously huge songs and part of my teenage years, MTV and Van Halen. I mean, it was crazy how much I loved Van Halen and it really stung to hear uh, that he had passed. Yeah, it was a sad note. Uh, the initial note that we got at the radio station was that he was discovered by his son, Wolfgang. Wolfgang is uh, the son that he had with Valerie Bertinelli. But then they updated that later. Um, you know, it's always sad when somebody passes away, but he did pass away in the company of his wife, his son. Uh, Valerie Bertinelli was there, as was Alex Van Halen, his brother. 
So it was a peaceful passing, but yes, it caught us all by surprise. You know, and I'm going to sound like an old man here when I say this, because I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, about uh, these pop culture icons. And what makes me sad beyond losing Eddie is uh, that I'm sad for uh, teenage people today that they don't have an Eddie Van Halen. You know, they're, yeah. they're pop culture icons are just random people on TikTok or some YouTuber that has no skill set or talent. And I know I, you know, I get it. I'm a thousand years old, get off my lawn. Uh, (laughs) And I know there are true, truly talented musicians out there. Um, I will admit my forte today is not contemporary hit music. I don't know. I couldn't tell you one artist that has a top 10 song right now on the radio. Um, and I'm sure they can, uh, several of them are, are great musicians. I'm sure they are. But in, uh, in 1984, a guy like Eddie Van Halen was known by everyone, respected by everyone, to the point where Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones wanted to have him play guitar on an R&B song. And now today... Uh, I just feel like those pop icons are. Just, we're just getting farther and farther from something like that happening again, with another social media channel popping up, making total morons with no talent famous. Now, no, now, you're absolutely right. And I'll end right. that statement by saying, "Get off my lawn." <laughs> <laughs> well, the phrase I've always heard is, "There are people, sadly, who are famous just for being famous," and that's not to pick on the Kadar. Kardashians, but you really would have to say, okay, outside of being famous, what does Kim Kardashian bring to the table? And that's not to pick on her, but you're right. This is a different era. Do you want a couple of quick Van Halen stories? Because uh, when I was putting this show together, they just sort of fell into my lap and they're actually very interesting in my opinion. And you're a Van Halen fan, so you might like these. Okay. Uh, Eddie Van Halen, of course, he was known for being married to Valerie Bertinelli. And at the time they got married, the show One Day at a Time, which uh, Valerie played the uh, the delightful Barbara Cooper, the girl next door. Were you a, a, a One Day at a Time and or Valerie fan at any time? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Growing up in the 70s, I watched that every week with my parents, One Day at a Time. Absolutely. Schneider, the uh, the superintendent uh, with the <laughs> cigarettes rolled up in his T-shirt. I think I was Schneider one year for Halloween. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody who was the house manager at our fraternity house uh, adapted the nickname Schneider immediately because, oh, you know, they had, to, they had to fix things. But yes... <laughs> So Barbara Cooper, uh, there was still three or four years left in the show when she married Eddie Van Halen. And all of a sudden, America's sweetheart is married to, you know, one of the world's most dangerous rock stars. So I thought that that was very interesting when you juxtapose that to what was going on in both of their lives at the time. Eddie was about to catapult into huge fame, believe it or not. Uh, Valerie Bertinelli was slightly more famous than Eddie when they first got together. I would have never put those timelines together. If you asked me when Valerie Bertinelli and Eddie Van Halen got married, I would have just guessed it would have been years, uh, maybe a decade after One Day at a Time came off the air. 
Yeah, I can't, it's, I, I can't it's believe just, those cross. Fascinating. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Eddie Van Halen became a surprise music guest on Saturday Night Live, mostly because Valerie was uh, tabbed to host the show, and Eddie was just shuffling along with her in the hallways uh, of uh, the Rock, you know, with Thirty Rock uh, Broadcast Center where they shoot Saturday Night Live. And G.E. Smith, who is not much of a household name, but if you saw him, a lot of people can visually pick him out. He's that really uh, very distinctive looking guitar player that played in the Saturday Night Live band for years upon years. You know, the guy with the blonde hair. I know him well because he was a guitarist uh, for Hall & Oates for a long time, too. Yeah. You know, almost Willem Dafoe looking, very distinctive looking guy. Uh, G.E. Smith spots Eddie Van Halen and says, Eddie, I've got an idea. And Eddie, of course, so into music and everything, he becomes literally the surprise music guest on Saturday Night Live. So uh, apparently he was the only impromptu music guest they've ever had. Oh, that's fantastic. And not only was Eddie an amazing guitar player, he also has credit for a couple of patents on music uh music gear uh that you play your guitar through so uh of course he worked with a company you know it wasn't like just one day he picked up a soldering iron and created this amazing work of art but he was able to give some feedback to and he is the co-author of a couple of patents in the music world so he's uh, a great guitar player and an inventor to boot if you uh look him up on wikipedia his Initial statement, I believe, in the uh, the biography says, "Musician, inventor." Ah, so good. Yeah, I'm glad that they've got them. He's credited as uh, as an inventor. That's right. Very cool guy. He actually started out playing piano, of all things. His dad was very musical, and he wanted both the Van Halen boys to uh, have a musical background. So Eddie started on piano, and then a little bit later on, Eddie. Uh, believe it or not, picked up the drums and his brother Alex played guitar. But Alex, after about a year's worth of this, said, you know, I'm not very good with this. Let's switch. And of course, that famously made Van Halen because it was the brothers that were the very core and nucleus of that early band. So Eddie switches to guitar and Alex switches to drums and the rest, as they say, is pretty much history. You know, I'd say it worked out for him. Yeah, I think so, too. So, yes, uh, sad the passing of Eddie Van Halen. You know, we like to look at sports just because we all look forward to sports so much. Remember uh, the initial stages of the pandemic? Almost everything was shut down. The NBA was the first to shut down and they had to sort of re-engineer everything from hockey to NBA. We were all excited about the NFL coming back, but the NFL lately has encountered some problems with some positive COVID tests. And I know, Adam, you and I have discussed uh, away from the show, the Tennessee Titans had a very unusual situation in that they had another positive test or two this week. And that adds to a list of about 20 positive tests that they've had for both players and office personnel for Tennessee. So does that mean uh, not just postponing this weekend's game or the next weekend? I mean, are they looking at canceling uh, their season? Or I mean, that's a lot of people. 
Well, there's a couple of things afoot here, and this is the initial thing that got canceled was, and I believe, and I always get the weeks mixed up, but either the week three or week four game that they were going to play with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, that game got postponed. Now, the pros are lucky they've got the ability to be somewhat flexible with their season, so that wasn't as big an issue, but as we go to press with this show, uh, there is an issue as to whether the Titans will be able to play their very next opponent. And believe it or not, if the league identifies that your team did not follow the COVID protocols, and apparently there's a almost like a book-sized memo of here's the protocols, if your team is found to be in breach of those protocols, they'll actually make you forfeit those games. Crazy. So this could be a very big issue in the NFL that's really, as of press time, somewhat unsettled. And the weather's getting colder, and uh, you know we're getting closer to playoffs. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just uh, what a crazy year this has been. It really has been. Uh, you know, every time something uh, crazy or sad happens, as you know, the people that we all know usually post immediately after that 2020. Okay, you can let up now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, it's just been crazy. Here is something that I think is somewhat positive. We'll have to see how it plays out. The Florida governor this week gave the go-ahead for Florida sports to go ahead and have full-capacity stadiums. So that will affect, of course, Miami. Tampa Bay and Jacksonville, the immediate first up is Miami. Their Hard Rock Stadium, which when it's full, has a capacity of about 65,000 people. They've been given the green light to go ahead and fill that stadium if they choose to. The Dolphins, however, as an organization, are going to hold their attendance to at or near about 13,000. So they're still being a little bit more cautious despite the fact that the state is opening up. So that's kind of an interesting trend uh, where all this is going. Uh, They say Ohio and Pennsylvania are slowly but surely easing their restrictions on attendance at stadiums as well. So that, of course, will affect uh, Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns, and Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you imagine? People would lose their mind if Ohio State comes right out of the gate with a sold-out stadium with 100,000 people in the horseshoe. I mean, people would lose their minds. They would, absolutely. I mean, that's a great point. And the Big Ten may end up looking smart for delaying their season to the extent that they have. I believe they're not playing till the, what, the 23rd or the 24th of this month? 24th, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it will be interesting to see as these uh, so-called capacities are being lifted. And, of course, the one thing that we don't want to see with the capacities increase, we don't want to see an increase in COVID outbreak amongst fans. That would be sad. Yes, agreed. Even though we've got plenty of stuff going on, Adam, we do have the official Adam Rich show list of trends. And I thought this was kind of cool. Uh, This just came out, and these are the trends that are going to be hot in the next couple of years. So we have not allowed COVID to completely and totally take all the fun out of the room. 
one of the number one things that people are looking forward to is AI and robotics. Uh, believe it or not, AI stands, of course, for artificial intelligence. There was some initial concern with consumers. First of all, robots creep people out much the same way that clowns creep people out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there is something kind of odd. As you well know, the most accessible robots are going to be human-like. Uh, we all know from watching the Jetsons as kids, uh, their maid, I believe, famously was a robot, wasn't she? Rosie? Oh, yeah, Rosie. Of course. Yeah. She was able to clean up around the house, and she was a robot. But and there's was, been some famous was, uh, robots. But she was sweet. I mean, there were, you know, some of these robots <laughs> sure. could at any moment turn into a, a, a maniacal murderer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the concern. Initially, you'll love this. I mean, we can't help but watch these movies and be influenced. You know yourself. There's no reason to be scared whatsoever. But if I dropped you off in the middle of a cemetery at midnight, you'd be you'd at least be on greater alert, would you not? I the head would be on a swivel. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. Yes. So some concern about AI. And of course we do have some minor AI. You'll probably attest to this. Not perfect yet, but smart speakers and Android and Apple both have quote unquote helpers. I I, the helper on my particular Apple phone, you know, and, and goodness gracious, I know this was big when it first came out, is not helpful at all. She will set reminders, but I haven't been able to get her to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, uh, please check and see when the Steelers will play. Then it, next thing you know, you, you just hear, I have found a website for you. It's like, well, no, that's not what I ask you. you know, yeah, whatever goes. you ask, it just comes back and says, I found a website that doesn't <laughs> have anything to website. do with the question you asked. Yeah, so there's still some perfection that needs to happen there. Uh, here's an interesting note, and this is something we found out in radio. Uh, the hottest businesses will be businesses that are able to connect with uh, with their customers in a matter of seconds because – America has been somewhat proven that our attention spans have been lessened. Uh, in fact, in radio, uh, we've oftentimes talked about gone are the days of disc jockeys that are able to ramble on for minutes on end and then go into music because most people say, oh, don't have time for that. Click. Now, I, there uh, was some irony there because I'm listening to you ramble on. So the, sure. the, those days aren't gone for me. <laughs> well, no, on the Adam Rich show, that's the home of rambling on. We count on it. We have to have a half an hour of rambling on. Gone? No, We've no, no, not gone it. are the days. These are the days. <laughs> we have perfected it. But I thought that was interesting is that uh, business models will have to connect with people. Uh, you, know, you probably have seen this. Have you ever just watched a, a, a you know, you're in media, Adam. Have you ever just, you know, breeze through like Saturday afternoon watching some shows, even if you're fast forwarding on your DVR? Have you noticed you'll encounter two or three companies that you just have no idea what they do? Oh, absolutely. And I find that's very, very interesting as new businesses continually kick in. You know, you obviously you're going through there and you see a commercial for Ford trucks or you see a commercial for Aflac. You go, oh, I know those companies, but then you might get one that you've never seen. And obviously, all these companies are attempting to connect with you in a matter of seconds. 
Um, a big hot trend is going to be mobility. They feel like there's going to be something on the other end of, of you know, uh, transportation services like Uber and Lyft, which give you great versatility. Uh, I know that famously in our town, they tried uh, to put out electric cars. Uh, remember that? They'd park electric cars that you could lease uh, by the hour. And it, it just never connected with the citizens of our of our it, city. It did not take off. Uh, I think it did not. They were able to resale resell the ones that weren't brown or gold. <laughs> That's part of the problem. Uh, they had selected a bad color, so the mobility business is going to be big. Uh, here's a very you know you gave a statistic about people who, and these may be the exact same individuals. Apparently, in our adult world, one in four people do have some form of some anxiety and you know it's it, it, hopefully it's not a debilitating case but it does show you that we live in a world where self-care is going to be important so any products that promote sleep mood elevation or enhance performance well i don't know how much sleep you got last night um, but I, I got a full night and I'm still a little groggy. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to end the show here and go, uh, go take a nap. I think that's well, I, uh, in my future. I don't blame you at yeah. all. So I, I would advise that you, uh, you take a nap yourself. Maybe, uh, for our listeners, uh, heading home, uh, go ahead and jump on the couch, take a nap today. Uh, when you wake up, you can check out everything we do in uh, podcast form and all of our social media is on our website adamritzshow.com. Thanks for joining us. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.